Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories, the true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Triad. I am Ethan Hewlin, and this week we are continuing Pride Month. This is the third week of Pride Month, and here with me I have Jennifer Long. Jennifer, or Jen, as you're more commonly referred to. Uh, hi, welcome. Hi. So, uh, listeners, um, I'll let Jen you know, tell their story in a little bit, but um, Jen and I... Um, met online through a discord server and i've gotten to know them pretty well and i feel like they would be uh someone who could shed some light on the the queer aspect of the lgbtq community and uh so jen can you tell us a little bit more about uh, about yourself um yeah i am 21 i am in college um and i'm queer um i have a girlfriend for we've been dating now for i think a little over two years. Um, I am also recently fully out to my friends and family, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, like I said, I identify as queer. Um, I, a lot of people say that like queer is a slur and so you shouldn't use it and stuff, but I find it most comfortable for me. And I think it's really cool that the community has reclaimed it um, as a word for identity because it started as ours and any term we've ever used has been used as a slur. So um, I think, I think we kind of get to choose, which I think is awesome. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, it's, it's been a a journey of learning um, like what people choose to identify themselves as and it's not up to me what someone else identifies as which is absolutely the best way to look at it so before we got on the call before we got on the air you said that um you tell me and the and the listeners more about coming out because it's something that's very special to you what what was that like um so in high school, in my sophomore year, so four or five years ago, um, I had a friend who told me she liked me, um, which was interesting for me because I never considered the possibility of dating a girl, but I was like, oh, you know, I actually think I might like you too. Um, And the whole situation was very complicated. Um, But eventually you know we sort of got together but not really and we never really told anyone but all our friends could tell um but through the whole thing I got outed um she came out to her family and she basically told me that like she didn't tell me that she wanted me to come out but it felt like I had to for her um which was not something I was ready to do I don't think um, and so when I came out to my parents, my mom was fine, but my dad said, 
word for word, I accept you because that's what you do. And as a 15 year old, you know, I focused on the, because that's what you do, even though that wasn't the intent of what he was saying, right? His intent was, I love you. Um, But he grew up in a world where, you know, it being gay or queer, LGBT of any kind was not heard of, not accepted, not in his world really. And so he's still like getting used to it. And what he really wanted to say was, I love you and I don't want the world to be harder for you to live in. Which I didn't understand until, you know, last year or something. Like I, it took me a long time to figure that out. And so basically right after I broke up with her, I let people forget about, I let my parents forget that I was queer. Um, and so, you know, for, and I broke up with her in junior year, but again, I said that relationship was very complicated and not the best, but it caused me to start to figure out who I was. Um, and so it wasn't until my freshman year of college when I started dating my current girlfriend who is lovely, um, that I'd figure, I kind of figured out who I was. I kind of figured out my identity. But at that point, I felt like it was so hard to come out again because I wasn't sure if my family had forgotten. I didn't know if there were feelings of... I knew that it would probably be a good reception because I'd had a pretty good reception the first time. But that because that's what you do was still in my head, eating away at me of like, I'm something he has to do, not that he wants to do. Um, Because I hadn't figured out the I love you part of that sentence yet. Um, So I basically waited three, two years, because I started here at the end of my freshman year, and it's now the end of my junior year, um, for them, for her to be coming to visit and them to basically ask me, hey, are you dating her? Because we should probably know since she's coming here and we want to make sure that it's not weird for anyone or whatever. It's like, yes, and I want to be out. And I'm sorry, I haven't told you, but I just didn't know what to expect or how to react. Um, And I didn't want it to be a big deal. I think that's the biggest thing with anyone coming out is I don't want it to be a big deal. It's not, I don't want a party. I don't want like the awkward conversations or the anything. I just want it to be normal. I want it to be, hey, this is my girlfriend. Isn't she lovely? And then we move on. and I think for the most part, I kind of have that now. We have, my parents know, our close family friends that we spend all our time with know. Um, I just, it's nice to be able to have that without having to have told everyone because my parents kind of did that for me. They're like, hey, our daughter's bringing home her girlfriend and that's it. Um, yeah, which I think it's it's been a lot better over the past few weeks, few months since I've been back at home. Um, have that and it's getting you I'm getting used to it which is interesting yeah Yeah. so um I didn't know that coming out more than once was a thing I thought it was just a one and done deal is that like common um I don't know if it's common but I will say that I think everyone finds out pretty quickly that you're always coming out like you come out to your friends, but then, you know, you meet someone new and they don't know. And so, you know, even though you're out with all your other friends, if this person's there with you and they're your friend now and they don't know, then it becomes, oh, hey, by the way, I'm queer. 
um, or I'm gay or I'm whatever you identify as. Um, you have a new hairdresser and you're talking about your life or whatever you want to talk about when you're sitting there in your haircut and they don't know. It's a process of coming out and it's forever, basically, because mm-hmm. the world hasn't picked any LGBT identity as the basic, right? Like everyone, unless you're straight, cis, you have to come out or you don't have to, but you, there's an element of yourself that you, I don't want to say hiding because everyone gets to represent themselves in their own way and everyone can choose to come out in their own time and should choose to come out in their own time. Um, Come out when you're ready is my biggest advice for anyone because I was outed and it wasn't fun. Um, but yeah, it really, it's just, it's just a process. And for me, I came out twice to my parents because I wasn't sure if they remembered or were intentionally leaving it alone for some reason. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a, it's an every time you meet someone kind of process. Yeah, anyone you think you want in your life, you who you want to be your whole self with, I think you have to come out to them. I I feel like have to is not the right way to say that, but if you are someone who is out and wants to be out, then you meet someone new who you want to keep in your life. I think in general you do come out to them, um, which is different every time, and I still flinch sometimes when I say my girlfriend, because I'm waiting for that, oh, then I don't want you in my life anymore, right? Like, if I say, oh, this is my girlfriend, and then I'm, I wait for the knee-jerk reaction of, oh, never mind then, or, like, the pulling away, even though, you know, for a lot of the time, I've been very lucky, and I haven't had that experience. That's amazing. I'm glad that you've had such a supportive familiar community because even from the people I've talked to over the past two weeks that hasn't been the case yeah I've been very selective with who I've come out with I haven't come out with my dad's family my grandparents at all um because for the first part for the most part I know that I well I think I know that his side of the family his sisters and brothers and his mom I don't think will understand it and so I'm just not coming out to them like I I just will never I don't think um a lot because we don't see them as much because we're not as close with them because we share different views and all that but yeah I've I'm always very careful with who I come up with because I I don't want that bad reaction it terrifies me and I don't want to make any weirdness for anyone um yeah I worries me to ostracize family and so I am always very careful about who I start with and who I come out to would you say that's a common fear for people who are wanting to come out yeah I would for sure um my girlfriend's trying to come out right now and uh she knows for a fact that she has family that um will not accept her at all not immediate family but extended family that she sees often that will not accept her at all and so she's trying to figure out ways to come out to her parents because she wants to be out to them 
she wants to, you know, know that they know who she is. But she's worried about causing issues at family gatherings and stuff. Um, yeah. So, Jen, um, the um, the queer aspect of the of the LGBTQ plus community has been a little confusing to me. Can you kind of define exactly what that means? Um, I think I put, I chose queer because it isn't specific. Like it specifically isn't specific about what it means. Bi usually means attracted to um, every everyone or a certain number of genders, but the attraction feels different between the different genders. Pan is attracted to everyone equally. At least how it's been defined to me. Lesbian is women attracted to women. Gay is men attracted to men. And I've never felt that any of those are exactly right. I've used, I think, all of them. But queer for me was perfect because it was so nonspecific. Um, I played with every, I think, every identity you can use, including ones on the asexual spectrum, including um, the LGB part of LGBT plus, um, and Q was just, it, queer was, it feels the most right for me because it's so nonspecific, because I could not describe to you exactly who I'm attracted to at any given time. Okay. Yeah, that actually that actually clears up a lot. I wasn't exactly sure where to put that, and then I realized that's the point. I'm not supposed yeah. to. Exactly. So you talked about how you were kind of forced to come out when you were younger, and then you voluntarily came out when you were a little bit older. Is that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but people want to come out when they're ready. Is that, like, it's up to the individual that it doesn't, you don't want it to be forced? Yes. When I came out the first time, I hadn't picked an identity. I didn't know what my identity was because I only ever dated this one person who showed an interest in me. Right? Like I, when I was a little, little kid, you know, elementary school, there was a boy who was cute or whatever. And, you know, we dated, but it didn't count. Right. Like I was like, right. 10 and we never really dated. We only were at the same summer camp and we ran around together and, Chase to the gym, played, you know, tag and games and whatever, but we never mm -hmm. were really dating. So I didn't feel like that counted. And he was really more like a best friend, like a summer best friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'd only, I'd only actually dated this one girl. Um, and it was very complicated. Like the whole relationship was very complicated beyond the fact that it was a queer relationship. Um, and it was, there were a lot of problems with it including that it just wasn't good for either of us. Um, so to be outed in the middle of that when I had no idea what my identity was, I, well, my mom asked, like, because I told her, we were in the car, and I told her that I'm dating this girl, and you know her, and, you know, 
we are dating, she asked, you know, okay, so do you identify as lesbian, bisexual? Like, what are you feeling? I'm like, I, I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. And I, it immediately shut me down to know that I couldn't give her any answers because I wasn't ready to, right? Like I, um, I was not ready to tell her who I was because I didn't even know. And I think the biggest thing for everyone is that we want to know who we are before we tell people who we are. Even, you know, I think even straight people struggle with that sometimes. Like if you want to be an actor, but you haven't figured out exactly like what you want to do in acting, then it's really hard to tell someone, Hey, I want to be an actor and then not be able to answer any follow-up questions. I forgot what I was going to say. It's fine. Um, so what has your experience been like since then in finding like a more healthy relationship? Um, finding someone who doesn't who doesn't want me to represent myself the same way they represent they, themselves. Um, my first girlfriend wanted me to be on her timeline. Um, she wanted me to be out with her and, you know, do the things she wanted to do. And it, and because she liked me and she was my first girlfriend, I wanted to please her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did until I got so frustrated that I just got angry with her, just so uh, angry and annoyed all the time. Anytime I was with her, I was pissed off, which was not something I wanted to be around her. Right. Cause I, mm-hmm. I wanted to be her loving girlfriend. Um, and so when we broke up, it was finally because she realized that I was angry all the time and she said, Hey, what's up? And I was like, well, listen, I don't like this anymore and I'm mad at you all the time and part of that's on me because I didn't tell you but also it's you know it's there and it's not going away like I'm never not going to be mad at you when we're dating because I'm always wanting to please you when I feel like you're using my time for yourself in ways that I don't want to be I don't want to be used um and so finding a new relationship was, and again, it took a couple of years and it was, you know, I'm always scared. Like, is this person interested in me or they just want to be friends or whatever? So my girl and girlfriend, um, it became very obvious very quickly that she had feelings for me. Um, and also we bonded over other things first, right? Like we became friends first and trusted each other first before we ever did anything romantic which was awesome because it you know we kind of got to know each other in ways that had no pressure associated with them um neither of us expected the other to be out to our whole family because neither of us were um neither of us but at the same time neither of us wanted to be in the closet with friends and at school either like we were and both kind of picked college as the place to be wholly ourselves Right, like to just be out and let it be one of those things that people say, oh, I'm, you know, when you introduce your pronouns, we introduce our pronouns with whatever we chose or 
um, when people are talking about identity, we can feel comfortable, you know, saying, oh yeah, hey, I'm actually queer too, or for her, I'm bi too. Like it, it's much easier, to, I think, to be in that place when you're not also struggling with every other finding yourself moment in high school. I feel like you're always finding yourself and to add to that sexuality is really difficult. Um, and I forgot where I was going with the sentence. I think that's it. Yeah. The magic of editing will take care of that. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so yeah, that, that's actually something that even me being straight has tried to prioritize in relationships too, is getting to know your partner as a friend before you start doing anything romantic. And I just think that's really important because, you know, the way it was always, you know, brought up to me is that your your partner should also be your best friend. So they should be, right. you should be friends at first with them. Right. I agree. I think that's absolutely true. Um, I also think, especially with career relationships, um, even if right off the bat you think this is a person that could be interested in you and you're interested in, um, in a same-sex relationship, um, I'm going to use one day at a time as an example because I think it's awesome and I think they've done a really good job with representation. But there's a moment in it when the lead female wants to, like, has a crush on this other girl. And she says, there's this moment where if you say, hey, I like you to another girl, and they say, oh, and it's the oh of you think I'm gay, but I'm not gay. And now we have a problem. And so becoming friends first and, you know, getting to know each other, I think, at least I think this is true, getting to know each other before you have any romantic interactions um, kind of takes away that fear because if you do it well or if you really get to know them you'll already know how they identify or at least have a clue as to whether this is an option for you yeah that that's awesome that you've been able to to figure that out and grow and get a much healthier much much healthier relationally and socially and things like that would you say that people perceive you different when they find out what your pronouns are um it depends on who it is right like family i've, I've never come out to family with my gender like i identify it's a little bit gender fluid but for me it's that's not an important part of my identity to me um I'm I've been misgendered a lot in my life because I've had short hair or whatever and I think I have a pretty square jawline and so people sometimes when you just get a glance and then you don't think about it you go oh their brains jump to male first and I've never cared um and so that's part of what made me realize I'm a little gender fluid but it's never been a big deal to me, but I feel like if I were to tell family, Hey, my pro I identify actually as 
any of the pronouns, she, they, she, they, he, any of them work for me, um, there'd be a long conversation of, okay, let me understand that a little more. Um, but, you know, at school, I've met people who are already there, right? They already use they as their first assumed pronoun because I don't want to assume your pronouns. Um, and, you know, with our generation, it's becoming more normal to use they first, which I think is awesome, right? Like I haven't gotten there yet. I, you know, was trying my whole life to use she and he for whoever looked male or female. That's backwards, but use she for female and he for male. But, um, right. you know, training yourself to use they first, I think is awesome. I, yeah. And it's a generational thing for sure. Oh, absolutely. Like I've, I've gotten more comfortable using that as a, um, as a default than um, having to assume things. Absolutely. So um, we're kind of approaching toward the end of our time on the air. So Jen, what would you, um, what would you say to encourage those who are, having difficulty struggling with who they are? Um, it really is a process. The internet is a wonderful place to find out those things, to understand definitions, to understand how other people see certain definitions. Um, and really and truly, like, you know yourself best. You will always know yourself best. And do everything in your own time don't let someone tell you when it's right to come out because it's not about them. It's about you. Um, and it's important that you remember that it's about you because your identity is your own. You have ownership over that and it's not anyone else's job to figure that out for you. All right. Thank you so much, Jen, for for coming here today. And uh, is there anything you would like to plug? Anything that you um, where where people can find you on the internet, that sort of thing. Um, I don't have anything to plug. I'm mostly on school, but you can find me on Twitter as Love Begat Love. Um, and most places actually. I do Sims. I play Sims a lot. Um, so if you're on Sims on the on the um, gallery, my stuff is my tag is Love the Gat Love, so you can find all my builds and stuff there. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome, thank you for coming, Jen, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in this week. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at ethan.t.hewlin. You can find me on Twitter at etphonehome. Those are zeros and the e's are threes. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at True Stories Pod. Um, I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin and Jen Long signing off. Hello, those of you who are listening after the outro music. 
this is a little special moment for those of you who have been thinking about joining the Patreon but haven't quite yet. Um, if you join the Patreon right now, all through the month of July, all the proceeds of your um, donations will go directly to the Trevor Project. So anyone who joins during the month of July, I'm extending pride into July by donating all my proceeds from Patreon to the Trevor Project. So please, if you would like, any little bit goes a long way. I'd like to keep the show going as long as I can so that way both I and you, listener, can gain more perspective and explore our own mental health. So if you would like to donate, I would be very appreciative. If not, that's fine too. But any little bit helps. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more for listening.